This is The Journey's Podcast, and I'm your host, Mark Stolo. Today I'm talking with Robert Pardee. Robert radically transformed his life after losing his wife to breast cancer by pursuing his dream to become a certified life coach. Robert believes that there is a brilliant leader that abides in each one of us. Leadership, he would tell you, is not about position. It's about disposition. Leadership is uh, an evolving concept, uh, particularly in modern times. And there's been some great thinkers who have done tremendous work talking about leadership in new ways. And I count you among those people who are helping people think differently about leadership. I would say the convention around leadership or the, met- the, the classic metaphor is probably like a pyramid. And there's someone at the top of it. And they're, you know, omniscient and all-knowing. And uh, everyone else is following along because they're effective as a flashlight to take people through the dark tunnels of things they don't understand. But really, the modern conception of leadership is breaking down that pyramid. What is different about how you understand leadership from that convention of the pyramid of just trust me, I know what I'm doing? Well, it's 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 a really great question. And you, and you sort of... You hit the nail right on the head with the idea of the flashlight, right? Because that worked way back when, to a certain extent, when we weren't requiring, let's say, the workforce to really think. We were asking them more to do certain tasks. And so we shined a flashlight saying, this is what you need to do. In, in today's age, we, we need creativity, we need brain power. And if you're sh- shining a flashlight, you're not giving people the ability to actually express their skill set and develop their skill set because what we're looking at now right is the fact that you know you teach you teach someone to fish is better than giving them a fish right and so we need workers that can step up and perform without us necessarily listing every single thing they need to do there's, there's something you talk about in this journey about the kind of shift in the culture at work that encourages a kind of what some people would call like an intrapreneurship, the ability to demonstrate uh, a leadership quality in the workplace, and that's becoming increasingly valued. And to your point, the days of, I mean, there are obviously still workforces where people are executing very specific tasks but many more workforces where people are being invited to demonstrate that creativity. One thing I like in this journey is that you assert, um, again, breaking away from the status quo of what we think about leaders are born, is that you assert that people are actually have an, an innate leadership quality in them that is waiting to be unleashed versus this idea that you know, some people are born leaders, some people are born followers, and uh, you just got to figure out which column you fit into. But you talk about this inherent leadership quality. What do you mean by that? And, and why do you believe it's something that everyone can unlock? Where we are right now, and there's, there's been so much research done, and I talk about grit as well in the, in the journey, And if you take a look at what Angela Duckworth talked about, she talked about that while we're each born with a talent, it's really the effort 
that we attribute to that talent that helps it grow. And today's leaders need to be, they need to be agile. So they draw on different skill sets and we are all our experiences, not just what we've learned in school or jobs we've had in the past, but our experiences themselves have much more value in today's creative environment than they had in the past. And so if you, my concept of leadership is really a, a leader is someone that doesn't motivate, actually needs to inspire. And if you look at the greatest leaders that existed, they're, they're all people that inspired. And so if you inspire someone to reach into not only what their skill set is, but the thing we're all born with, which is the ability to learn and say, I need you to grow with us. That's where the leadership comes from. And that's where our leadership comes from. It's a growth mindset, which actually fuels leadership. A great leader has the ability to unlock the best in others. I, I think it is probably the most important because if you're not able to unlock someone's inherent potential and um, Liz Weissman talks about this a lot. She talks about somebody that's a multiplier and there's, she defines two types of leaders. There's a diminisher and a multiplier. The diminisher is someone that doesn't allow someone to express their full potential. And if someone is not simulated to express their full potential, they're not going to contribute more than is required. But if you inspire someone and you unlock what they have and you, you give them a platform to grow, they'll give you 110%. That I think is, is, is the foundation for a great leader. I, I list a bunch of characteristics because I've had the opportunity from being an investment banker on Wall Street to um, working for the large, one of the largest sovereign wealth funds in the world. I got to, of course, meet top leaders from all over the world. And having lived in different cultures, I've also seen that there are, let's say, five key traits that all leaders have regardless of where they are in the world. So the inspiration is something that is, well, inspiration or unlocking the potential is extremely important. So you, in those five traits, I think you've already mentioned grit. Walk us through the other four. Sure, actually, I'm a big fan of acronyms, but I actually believe, and this is over, I don't know, 30 years of working with management teams or definitely as, as an investor, you get to sit down with the CFO and the CEO and you really get to see what they're made of, right? And I've realized that it's a leader that has agility. And so I came up with the acronym Agile, which is being self-aware because if you don't know how you show up and why you show up, you can't inspire others because inspiration comes from your actions. You know, it's, it's you being on the front line and not saying, I want you to do this, but showing people that you're doing it and that motivates them to do it. There's grit, which we, we spoke about. Um, there's the inner mindset. And so it's an inner mindset of growth. And there's a difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. And you can really see it in the way the companies are actually run. 
because a fixed mindset does not see opportunities. A growth mindset does. And Jeff Bezos is really one of the leaders in terms of seeing opportunity. He named Amazon Amazon because he wanted the letter A, first of all, because he wanted it up on the top of the list, right? But um, he also writes these amazing uh, annual letters, shareholder letters. And he had written one, I think it was in 2018. They're, they're like mini Bibles for, you know, the, the leadership community in reality. And he wrote one on the power of wandering. And so to see opportunities, and it's, it's not just doing some sort of statistical analysis to, to chase the next thing. So then you have what I call L, which is leverage talent. And that is that Liz Weissman diminisher versus a multiplier. And what's really interesting is we all have both tendencies, just like we both have, we have the tendency of a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. We just have to learn how to navigate it. And there's something called the accidental diminisher. And for example, I might be someone that always wants to help my team and I'm doing it from a good place. But if I'm constantly jumping in I'm not allowing them to fail. I'm not allowing them to learn. I'm not allowing them to grow. It's very important to understand how that stops people or how that prevents us from leveraging their inherent talent. And the last one is emotional intelligence, because if we are making decisions or we're acting out, letting our emotions drive what happens, people are not going to really understand what we stand for, but they'll understand our reactions. And so it's very important. And emotional intelligence is actually something that's extremely important also for, um, for listening and communication. And it's Richard Branson. I think he's somebody that probably has the most quotes on how important it is to listen to your employees and to question leaders. Like there has to be communication. So that's, that's why I use agile because it fits very well. And there's, there's a few leaders that I've just been, I've been fascinated. There was one in particular, his name was um, Ivan Seidenberg from, he wound up being the CEO of Verizon, but he originally was a cable splicer in the sixties for nine X. And he worked through up until he became CEO of Verizon Anytime I got to be in New York, especially from when I was living in the Middle East, we had an investment in Ninex, so I would go and talk to him. And he was just somebody that was inclusive. He valued diversity. You know, he's a guy that worked in the tunnels in New York City and became CEO and understood the power of the employee. And so that's why I think agility is extremely important, especially in today's age, because we're entering a cycle of a new construct in the, in the way we work. And it has nothing. Yes. The pandemic has sped everything up, but we cycled through something. If you think about it, we, we started with tasks and then, um, 
we became the knowledge worker in the 60s. It was Peter Drucker that, that named that. And then it was the information age. But there's, um, there's a really cool book by Steve Chase, and it's called The Third Wave. And he talks about this three waves in technology. And I look at it as infrastructure, access, and application. And we're entering application, especially with 5G, where everything is going to change. And there was an article written in February 2020 that stated that 85% of the jobs that people will have by 2030 haven't even been invented yet. Let me ask you specifically about this journey. I mean, that some people might think, well, oh, leadership, that's for people who are ambitious and aspiring to run companies. But you're really talking about leadership in a much broader sense in this journey. So who is this journey for? When, like when, when, you're, when someone is letting the word leadership percolate in their mind and they're making the decision, is this journey with Robert for me, who really is it for? This journey is, is really for anyone that wants to be able to lead their own life because agility, or if we, we use that, you know, agile acronym, those are skills that you need in your own life. You need to be self-aware. Grit is, I couldn't have redesigned my life without grit. I couldn't have redesigned my life from um, a, a childhood situation to um, after my wife had passed away and deciding that I wanted to change careers and change countries. We, we want to inspire people. We want to have an inner growth mindset. And we, we want to be emotionally intelligent. If we let our emotions dictate how we show up in our own lives, we'll never feel grounded. Jason Goldberg is, is, is a guy that I just, I, I love listening to him. And um, he talks about self-leadership. He talks about it in a different way, but this is the same thing. For me, you can only be a leader for in your job or a company or a society when you've conquered being a self-leader. And that's really what this is, this is about. I, I don't differentiate between this is something that you use only in the workplace because it's something I use in my daily life. Yeah. Yeah. You're very much talking about leading through your life. That's what this feels like. And that's what I think makes this journey such a powerful path for people to walk. Keep on exploring. Robert invites you to go on a huddle journey into unleashing the leader you are meant to be.